0: This is Dateline News and Conversation. This is a special report. My guest, Jeff J. Brown, now has boots on the ground in China. Jeff, welcome back to the show, and it's good to see you again.
1: Always wonderful to uh, see you, or Regis, and I'd like to apologize to the fans out there. My air conditioning went down and it's hot as hell here it's humid as a as a as a steam bath so i'm in my t-shirt and sweat is just rolling off of me so please forgive me for my appearance but
0: i'm well, really really happy a, to be there
1: <laughs> it's pretty warm here you
0: can see in the background i have a fan going here on the balcony <laughs> i have to i have to close the window during my shows so i'm not heard all over the neighborhood and, and so I'm not sweating all over, but if you need to wipe down, don't be afraid to do it, or drink water or whatever you have to do. You're back in China. You lived in China for, what, I don't know, 16 years. You know the country well. You've written books about it. You do a blog. I have some questions that I think a lot of people want to know. Nobody believes anything in the West about China. They think that it's just a closed society. If People are robots. I want to know, first of all, do people in China have any degree of personal freedom?
1: I will say this, right, and I truly believe that the Chinese have more personal freedom than the, West, than the West does. If your definition of freedom is standing on Tiananmen Square and holding up a placard that says, you know, fuck Xi Jinping, That's not not freedom in China, because it's not productive. It doesn't do anything to help society. However, you have the freedom to make a complaint online. You have the freedom to make a complaint about Xi Jinping uh, to your local government. You can write your legislator in the National People's Congress. There's all kinds of freedom to, to express yourself. There are now with internet in China, there are there are hundreds of groups who love Deng Deng Xiaoping, and who and there's hundreds that who hate Deng Xiaoping. There are hundreds that love Mao Zedong, and there's hundreds that hate Mao Zedong, and it just goes on and on and on. There it is. It is vibrant, and it is lively, and it is uh, communal. Uh, it's just to go out on, on Tiananmen Square or to march down the street and complain about this or complain about, you know, the Communist Party or whatever is not, is not productive. There are three to 500 pro- daily protests. Every day in China, there's 300 to 500 public protests, but it's not holding up a sign that's saying that, that says that Xi Jinping is a jerk. It's, they're complaining about pollution, corruption, a bad a bad government a, a bad government representative, a crooked, a crooked corporation uh, you know you know land grab a crime going you know a crime that's not been it's not being treated carefully uh, and, and injustice at a, and, and, and injustice at a hospital or something like that it, as long as as long as it, is a protest about something that matters, then you have you have the freedom to protest in China. and You have the freedom to express yourself. I've seen protests myself. I've seen protests. I've seen all kinds of protests in China.
0: Let me ask you this: You mentioned they have the internet. Is, is it the international internet, or is
1: it just in China? Well, they they, they censor they censor the internet, they censor the, the press. However, the difference is is that the censorship here in China, they treat the citizens like adults. And in fact, China has had a, an official censor since the, the Han Dynasty going back over two thousand years ago. And he he is a place, I've maybe just been a woman, I don't know, but it's typically a, a man. Very erudite very educated, very very has, has, has great you know contact with the people and the people in China have the right to complain to the censor about why is this not in the newspapers or why is this in the newspapers which should be taken out and they have the right and, and then the censor, is it obliged to answer and publicly answers? The reason we are censoring this topic is because of the following reasons, and the reasons uh, are generally re- revolve around social harmony, economic prosperity, uh, stability. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, quashing quashing spurious rumors you know, uh, internet lies and things like that. So it's much, much more, it's much more um, adult and much more mature than in the West. I'm censored on YouTube. I've I've been censored so many times, it's not crazy. So censorship happens in the West, but it's stealth. We don't know who's doing it. We don't know why they're doing it. We don't know, you know, who's doing it. And and, um, whereas in China, it is explained to the people why they censor what, and, uh, and and the people get an answer.
0: I want to continue on the topic of freedom. Do they have the freedom to travel anywhere they want in country and out of country?
1: China is the biggest uh, outbound tourist tourist country in the world. Uh, I can't. I don't have the number at the top of my head, but it's like a hundred and something million. Chinese leave China every year. They go all over the world. And you, you go to Paris, you just, the Parisian restaurants and stores love the Chinese. All the signs are like at, at, at Charles de Gaulle Airport and the metro and the trains and everything. They have Chinese everywhere because the Chinese are so, so, so important for their tourism. So yes, and, and I don't know, before COVID, I don't know what it is now, but it's probably dropped off some. But before COVID, China was like the number three inbound tourist country, where people were coming into visit. So it's a huge, it's a huge, huge. It, without without the Chinese, global tourism would collapse. Well, I was going to ask you: Are people from
0: the West, from America? Uh, Free to travel to China? Do they need special documentation, <laughs> health certificates? Do they need a visa? Wh- what the foreigners need to go to China? Well, uh, you, you
1: you have you have to have a visa to get into uh, China. They they don't let hundreds of thousands of unregistered uh, illegal aliens flood across the Red River like they are in in in, in the United States. Uh, they do have you do have to get a visa uh, and. Uh, They do, you know. You have to get a visa. You have to get a tourist visa. I'm here on a work visa uh, because I have a small company here. But but you, just like any place else, if you go to Russia or if you go, well, at least, you know, Europeans, if they want to go to Russia or uh, uh, other countries, uh, you need a visa to get in. You have to have a treaty between two countries. I know China now and Russia have a deal where Russians no longer have to have a visa to go to China. So China has a few select countries, just like, you know, other the United States and others. Canadians don't have to have visas, but, but you know, S- S- Serbians do. And, and it's the same thing with the Chinese.
0: All right. Last question on freedom. You know, you're an American, but you've been living abroad all these years. The Second Amendment, the right to possess a firearm. And it's well known in the United States that millions and millions of people have a firearm. Many have multiple firearms, including assault weapons. Are any kind of weapons permitted in China?
1: And the it's really interesting. Up until up until 1980, you know Mao, Mao Zedong died in 1976. Deng Xiaoping took over as the paramount leader in 1978 up until then the the Chinese were heavily armed the the villages the hamlets the small towns they had small arms they had they had they had machine guns they had they had you know uh, uh, grenade launchers uh, all over the country and be, to be to be prepared for an attack by the by the United States, uh, wow. and or, or, or any other. Uh, and this, of course, this was back when Russia, you know, and, and China were at loggerheads with each other. So they they were actually well armed, and the, you know Deng, Deng Xiaoping decided to you know let loose the dogs of capitalism. And the country went, got really, really you know street level concrete jungle, capitalist and crime sh- just shot through the roof. And so at that, at that point they, they, they took all, all those all those guns away from the people uh, to prevent this you know, to prevent you know, civil unrest or whatever because there were a lot of unhappy people about what about all of the the fact that the, that Mao's iron rice bowl was being destroyed, so now there's uh, hunters just like here in France and a lot of other countries. You can have a firearm, but it's registered with the local police, and you can go get it if you want to go hunting. Uh, if you you can have a small arm, again it's kept you know uh, in, 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 at the local government, and you can use it at a fire you know, at a firing range. But that's no different than France and most other countries. I mean, America is the outlier. I mean, the, you know, to, you know, when I go when I go to the United States and and I see people walking into a McDonald's, you know, with a forty-five, you know, hanging off yeah. their hip, you know, that, that that's really that's really unusual. So uh, you really can't compare the United States to any other country. France has very very tight gun control, and so does China.
0: Well. That's very interesting. I thank you for those uh, informative and honest replies. Uh, I think it's going to surprise some people. Uh, You mentioned capitalism. That was the next topic I wanted to ask you about. You know, as I look at China, and I've never been there, China took in most of America's industrial industry, and manufacturing industry. I mean, they're making everything. You know, you go into a, a Target store and from clothes to refrigerators to almost anything is made in China. So I'm thinking, you know, these Chinese are really businessmen. They're, they're capitalists just like everybody else. But now I'm living in Russia. And Russia has a form of capitalism. It's not the predator capitalism that exists in the United States and the West, but Russia is a capitalist country? I'm not sure how to describe it as a hybrid. I think there's a lot more government control. So my question to you is: Is China a capitalist country? And if so, what makes it different? First off,
1: uh, up until 1980, uh, there was, you know, everything was state-owned under Mao Zedong. There were and after Deng Xiaoping started the you know liberalization, the, the reform and opening up, uh, things w- moved into the private sector, uh, and it was wild and crazy and corrupt and criminal from 1980 up until the uh, up until before the, the Olympics in Beijing in, in 2008. And we lived here. My wife and I lived here from 1990 to 1997, and it was wild. In fact, I, I call it the Wild East. You know, uh, uh, you know, Deng Xiaoping, you know, Buckaroo days, because it was totally lawless. It was like it was like a gold. It was like a gold rush town in Colorado, and then the whole country was like that. No one trusted anybody. Everybody was lying and stealing and cheating, trying you know to get rich. So that was, that was the real capital, you know, that's the capitalism, you know, the street-level capitalism that China went through for 20 years, and it's amazing that they were able to pull it off. And, and, and of course, you know, Tiananmen Square was, is, was a, a protest against that, those policies. And, um, but anyway, after that, they, even though they, they, they had that, they still kept being the, the 100 big industries under state control. So everything from aluminum to zinc to avionics, to defense, to steel, to electricity, utilities, airports, all infrastructure, um, a lot of manufacturing, a lot of services, Remained in, in, in this in under under state under state management and they're called state-owned enterprises and there's 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 still although a lot of them more out of business after 1980 there's still probably 100 or 150 thousand of them oh, wow. uh, they and so you know the four biggest banks in the world are all you know Chinese the four largest banks in the world are all Chinese. All the banking here is owned by the people. All the insurance companies are owned by the people. All the telecommunications are owned by the people. Uh, the, um, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So there's this massive, there's this massive state uh, footprint on the economy, where it's state managed, uh, the, it's state owned, and they're very successful. They're very profitable, and they do very very well. In fact, now there are more state-owned enterprises in the international, you know, Fortune 500, uh, 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 the Fortune 500 list, there's now more state-owned enterprises on that list than there there are American companies. So they're very, very successful. Multi, multi, multi multi-billion dollar corporations. And they're all owned by the people. They're all state-owned by the people. The uh, uh, the world of capitalism as we know it is it comes into play in China is at the consumer level so what so what they did is is anything that is high volume and and low margin tends to be private private sector and tends to be um uh very very capitalistic so Washing machines, consumer goods, telephones, uh, clothing—you know, uh, you know, you know—all all all the consumer goods, etc., that um, that we consume on a daily basis uh, are are in in the cap quote in the capitalist economy. But here's the kicker: in the West, every corporation and their In their corporate charter, the number one goal of every corporation in the West is to get as a a high return of investment, a return on the investment for the investors as possible. And and of course, unfortunately, regardless of the environment, regardless regardless of the employees, regardless of society, regardless of stability, regardless of humanity, Uh, regardless of peace it doesn't matter they are they are expected to make a profit for their for their for their investors in China the number one goal of every corporation is social stability and economic prosperity for the people so that comes first in China and and so and it doesn't matter whether they're private enterprise or they're public enterprise. The number one goal is to take care of the people first, to take care of, of, of society first, and then you can make a profit. And that's the way it should be. all It should be that way all over the world, but it's not.
0: I have to ask you this. I mean, what about Apple? What about Texas Instruments or what about uh, all these other companies that are manufacturing there? Is that their number one goal? And how does Russia control that?
1: Well, what Apple, you know, they have, they, they, Apple has contractors. The difference is, you know, Texas Instruments, you know, HP, Samsung. I mean, you name it, the, you know, all you know, the car manufacturers, Ford, uh, Tesla. I mean, they're all, I mean, you know, it's, it's the manufacturing, you know, powerhouse for the world. And and many of those companies are foreign-owned. They may not have that in their charter, you know, back home, but, the, but it is implicit. It is implicit to them that they're not going to sit there. And cause social unrest and and, and economic misery, at, you know, at the expense of the people to make a profit. So, they ha- they 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 have to sing a different song in China. They have to they have to act like a Chinese company, and do what's right for the people first, and economic and economic stability and social harmony first. And they have been caught. Many of them have been caught. Trying to you know trying to fuck the public, and you know the 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 government I call Baba Beijing, Baba Beijing comes in and says, mm-hmm. "Ain't going to happen." And if they and if they want to if they want to continue to do business in China, they got They 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 have got to do the right thing.
0: Yeah, you know I I think maybe you've read recently, but I have. Apparently, uh, Apple is feeling the squeeze and now they're talking about outsourcing some of their their manufacturing to india or vietnam or some other country yeah, they're trying to
1: they're tra- right now china has really moved up the up the manufacturing you know chain into higher and higher tech uh, more complex more expensive more expensive things for export you you now see phones and t-shirts and And you know, cheap shoes and and clothing, you know, made now. Now that's most of that's now being made in Vietnam, in Vietnam and Bangladesh, and and and, in India. So China's moving up the food chain, Uh, and they have tried to go to Vietnam. China has even promised to help Vietnam uh, get involved in its get involved in its manufacturing. a logistics. The reason that that China, that Vietnam and and Bangladesh and India have a hard time competing against China is simply the 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 massive scale that the China that China has, given the number of people that live there—a billion and a half people—and they have just they have the most sophisticated infrastructure. They have the most sophisticated logistics in the world to move inputs and outputs faster and cheaper than anywhere else in the world. So it's just really, really hard for other countries to compete. And not only is, are they you know, the best manufacturers, but they also move it in and move it out faster and, and cheaper than anybody in the world.
0: Well, well, that's pretty interesting. I'm going to come to uh, the big question now or the big topic, I'm gonna put it in terms of a question. Uh, In the United States, China and Russia are constantly being called authoritarian or dictatorial. Um, I want you to explain like, is China a democratic country? Uh, It's obviously communist and in a Western mindset, democracy and communism don't go together. Uh, it's an adversarial relationship. How would you explain that to American or Westerners?
1: The democracy, I, I, I can tell you, I lived, I've lived here for 16 years. I you know, was born and raised in the United States and I've, I'm also a French citizen, so I've spent years in France. I, I vote in both France and the United States. Uh, And I can tell you that the democracy in China is more real uh, for the people than in the West. Chinese democracy, and this is true in other socialist countries like Venezuela, like Venezuela and Cuba and and, and Eritrea and and other socialist socialist Bolivia, uh, etc., the democracy comes from the bottom up. The people, the people make express themselves and it filters up to the to the to the to the leaders and the government, and decisions are based on what the people want. Uh, instead of in the United States, we have this sort of phony, you know, pluralistic democracy, but our leaders don't care about us. Our repre- representatives don't care about us. They just care about, you know, they're they're the ones that are that are that are authoritarian and 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 dictatorial in in my mind, because, you know, you you can just see that in the West democracy is not working. Maybe it did post-war, you know, for, you know, for 20 you know, for 20 years or so, maybe it worked, you know, with Franklin Delano Roosevelt, you know, during the Depression and up until he was assassinated, in my opinion, in 1944. And so uh, it's here, it's consensual, it is, it, is, it, is, it is communal, every law, every regulation in China since 1949, when the communists took over, every regulation and every law is posted and published for the people to see, and then they have the right we're going to pass this law about facial recognition or we're going to pass this law about personal information or we're going to pass this law about the social credit system. Back in the old days it was published in newspapers and it was in fact, when my wife and I used to live in Beijing, they had these town, they had these town um, signboards in our neighborhood and they would put up the newspapers with all, all of the information that the people could read without even having to buy a darn newspaper. And then they could go to, before internet, they could go to their local mayor, their local city hall, and register their feelings about that particular law. And so the laws in China are literally, are literally developed by the people. The chi- China is not going to pass any law I want Westerners to hear this. They're not going to pass any law if there is a significant plurality of people who are against it. They're going to have to go back to the legislature, the National People's Congress, or the provincial Congress uh, or, the, or the city or the city, the city government, and they're going to have to go back and rewrite that law or regulation until the people are happy. So this is literally the only country I know of, at least on a maybe Cuba and Bolivia and and some other countries. It, it, it also happens, <coughs> Venezuela, etc. But this is the biggest country in the world where the people actually can change laws to their satisfaction before they're passed. That's okay. true democracy. All
0: right, people are going to be listening to this, and they're going to be saying, wait, 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 wait a minute, communists, China's a communist country. Communism is all about a dictatorship, uh, the Supreme Soviet or whatever, and, and they rule with an iron hand. How, how can you explain to a Westerner this whole concept of democracy and communism? I'm even having a hard time understanding, I've never been there, but when I think of communist, I really think of audit- authoritarian. I think they, they deny religion, they prohibit it. Uh, they make all the laws, the people just follow. So what's the difference in China?
1: Well, the first off, even, even you know, because it is a Marxist-Leninist country, it is officially an atheistic country. But religion never went away. It never went away in the Soviet Union. People still, you know, were, were practicing their religion privately or whatever. You know, Buddhism and Taoism and Confucianism have been around for, you know, over 2,000 years here in China. They never went away. There's 25,000 mosques in China for, for the for the thirty something million Muslims. There are hundreds of thousands of Buddhist Taoists and Confucian temples all over the country, uh and, and Tibet everywhere. So religion, you know, they have they have their local gods uh, you know, their their local gods that 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 they worship too. So so none of that ever really went away, even though officially there, it's, it's supposed Christian, to be an, are
0: there any are there any Christian denominations there?
1: Oh yeah, there are there are over There are over 50 million Christians uh, in uh, China. Uh, The the Catholics, you know, are are about I think 30 million of them. 20 million of them are Protestants. They have churches. Uh, The ones that get in the media in the West are the ones that are getting money from outside the country and are trying to 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 foment color revolutions uh, to overthrow the the Chinese government, those churches don't last very long. And so uh, uh, some of the, a lot of the, I, I've, been, I've been to, I've been to underground churches in China. I just, just go to see them, you know, they meet in basements and they meet in people's houses and stuff. But there are there are tens, of, and, and my wife and I went to a, a, a legitimate above ground church, you know, a number of times in Beijing. Uh, to, you know, to uh, to go to church. So that's not a problem. China is authoritarian. China is paternalistic. China is, you know, by, that's why I call the government Baba Beijing. Confucianism is very paternalistic. We're here to take care of you, to make sure that you're safe, to make sure that you're healthy, to make sure that you're prosperous, to make it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's the Western leaders who are, who are autocratic, who are autocratic, plutocratic, and govern down to the people and tell the people what they're supposed to do. In China, it's the people that come from the bottom up and tell the leaders what they want, and the leaders are expected to, to follow those desires <laughs> and they and they do, and 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 that's the difference, and and that's communism. You know Mao Zedong and his famous mass line. They would go out and survey and and interview millions of people to find out what they wanted. What is the who? What what organization is the largest survey? The the the, the organ, organization that does more surveys and does more. Public public you know, where they go out and ask people questions. It's the Chinese government. They are constantly seeking information from the people to find out what they want and don't want. My wife and I would come home and there'd be a new thing on the door on the main door of our, of our apartment block. Uh, if you have, uh, if you have had problem if you have had problems about getting a pap smear, You know, for women or if you've had a problem about, you know, getting breast breast exams or if you've had a problem with garbage or if you've had a problem with this or that. I'm not kidding. And please come to the city hall and let us know what you think. When was the last time a representative in your country, the United States or France, ever did that? They don't. They despise us. They despise us, and they treat yeah. us like children. They treat us like children, whereas in whereas in China, it's bottom up, and they and, and they tr- the government the government trusts the people to make the right decisions, and therefore the, the people trust the government to act on those decisions uh, in in the name of the people, and it works beautifully. I mean, I mean, I'm sitting here, you know, in Shenzhen, and, and just like. Nobody in the West knows what is going on here. It is just so amazing. It's just breathtaking. It's jaw-dropping. It's over. China is just run away from the West. I mean, it's now decades ahead of the West in every aspect.
0: Well, uh, I want to ask you this question, because I'm very curious about Christian religions or other religions. Uh are they a byproduct of the previous former colonial days of the West that that you know they were all over China raping and stealing everything? Uh, they obviously brought their missionaries, but is that is are those the roots of Christianity in China? Because if it's I, I mean, I can't see are missionaries allowed to go in there now and publicly
1: proselytize?
0: No. No, they, they
1: the the Christianity was introduced into China starting in fifteen seventeen, I think, when the when the first Portuguese arrived in Hong Kong. And they were missionaries. And so things went quite you know, went well. There was there was some you know cross pollination and the Chinese appreciated what the what they had to offer and they, the and China and chi- and Chineseness became very, very popular in Europe in the in in the 1600s. Um, you know, people like Voltaire and 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 uh, Leibniz and and people like that. There was a huge pop- Chinese became Chinese ness became very, very popular in Europe for about 150 years until the 1680s. So yeah, those missionaries came in, but then but then the British. <laughs> the British got in there, you know, with their opium and that's where things started, started to fall apart. And, and they were, um, you know, you know, sending in, you know, tens of thousands of, uh, of, of, of cases of opium from India. And which is what kept the, 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 the English economy going, which was basically the largest, the largest and, um, uh, uh drug, drug cartel in the world was the queen of England. And, um, and so starting in 1839 with the first opium war, that's when the wheels fell off China. And that's when they really started raping and plundering the country. And then the French got involved. The United States got involved. Even Russia got involved uh, back then. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, and, and about 12 countries, even including Sweden. I mean, everybody, everybody was getting, you know, getting their fingers into into China to rape and plunder it up until the communist revolution liberated the people in the country in 1949.
0: Okay, I have to ask you another question because we're talking about individual freedoms, personal freedoms, we're talking about democracy. You mentioned at the very beginning, we ju- you just glossed over it, but facial recognition uh, digital identification, uh, credit scores. Uh, You know, people in the West see that as a total invasion of privacy and even a restriction on personal freedoms. How how do people in China feel about that? I think it's going to be a tough sell in the West. They are trying to force it on people with digital photo identification, you know, digital
1: everything. How do the people in China see that? There was a the China, again being a, a consensual bottom up democracy. The people here several years ago were getting really spooked about facial recognition, made a lot of complaints to the government, and so the government responding to the people's wishes, passed some very passed some very strict laws about the use of facial recognition and uh, and it is very tightly controlled now facial recognition is used mainly to catch criminals so they they have actually you know there's cameras all over all over china I, It doesn't bother me at all but there's cameras all over the west too you know that's that's, that's the whole, that's, that's you know it's, it's this deflection there's cameras all over the West too. And so they have actually caught tens of thousands of wanted criminals because of facial recognition. Uh, but they did pass laws that so that they so that companies like WeChat and Tencent and Alibaba and JD.com and and and, and other and other other corporations and businesses could not keep facial images. Uh, uh, In their in their in their databases, <clears throat> and the facial rec- the 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 images of the people are kept by the by the uh, by, by the government, and it is mainly to to catch bad guys, um, and and it's actually worked very very well. What about uh, as far?
0: Well, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I'm, as far as personal information. Again, the people got really pissed off because WeChat and Alibaba and all these other, you know, all these other high-tech companies, including state-owned China Mobile, China Unicom, and um, China Telecom, they are tele- their equivalent of T-Mobile and, um, and um, what, what, whatever they are in the United States, Sprint. Yeah, the, the, although they were state owned, they were keeping too much information for the people's comfort. And the, again, they the bottom up, the people said, we don't want this information being kept uh, gratuitously. And they passed very, very strict laws. And companies like, like WeChat, well, Tencent, and, and Alibaba, and, and others were fined billions of dollars for uh, illegally not illegally but 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 keeping way too much information that they didn't need on the people and they and they and they and they had and they had to give it all up. So we we have we, we have to remember in the United States we have credit agencies, you know, Experian, you know and, and, and they're private and they're for profit and you have to pay and you have to pay to get, to see your freaking score I can I can go on my phone right now. I'll I'll do it while I'm talking and I'll go on to Alipay. I'll go on to I'll go on to into my Alipay account right now and uh, where am I? Let me see, where's my number here? I, um, and I can actually look and see my score. And I can actually tell you what my score is. And um, last time it was five hundred and something. And is that good? uh
0: is that good? Five hundred and. It's like five hundred
1: and thirty. Anything over five hundred's okay. So I actually have. If I borrow, I, I and it's never going to really change because because I, I I don't do I'm not borrowing money. I don't own a house or anything. So it's never really going to go up. But uh, I can actually I can actually look up my score. And it's this called Sesame, and and, uh, and uh, so. Um, uh, I can access my information for free and anybody I have a little company here called Professor Brown and anybody in China who wants to find out about my company can go online for free. You can't do it for individual people, but for any corporation, they have a social credit score. My company has a social credit score just like I do. You can't look up other people's, you know, you'd have to. You have to get their permission. But my company, anybody that wants to do business with Professor Brown can look up my social credit score, my company's social credit score, before doing business with me. And if it's below 500, I've done something wrong. I've, like, cheated on my taxes, I've polluted, I've, you know, I, I, I've, I've committed fraud, I've, you know, I, I've embezzled money. Uh, I, I, I have badly treated my employees and then I can say to them and go, I don't want to work with you, Professor Brown, because your social credit score sucks. And that's the whole point of the social credit system is to make especially businesses accountable. And, as, and, and government employees, corrupt, corrupt government employees, uh, corrupt corporations, both private and public, State-owned and private. If they pollute, if they badly treat their employees, if they steal, if they if they if they cheat on their taxes, they're going they're going to get called to the carpet, and the people can and the people can raise hell and not do business with them. As far as personal social credit scores, they, this is for the bad guys. If you're a, if you're a good guy. Your social credit score. You actually can get cheaper loans, lower interest rates, preferred reservations. You know, for airplanes and high-speed trains and and everything else. And you have and you have all and you have all these advantages if you're a good citizen. If you're a bad citizen and you don't pay alimony and you don't pay child support, and you, or you don't pay your taxes, or you know you have a criminal record or you you know you're a wife beater or you're a drug user or you've you you know you've caused public disturbances because you're an alcoholic or whatever, you're gonna have a bad credit score. Well, you might not get to take a high speed train because you have not been a good citizen and you have caused other people uh, uh, to be unharmonious, hurt them, harm them, whatever. So you have to take the hard seat train, you can't take the TGV or you can't fly domestically you have to take the you have to take the slow train or you can't leave the country because you're not paying your wife the alimony that you agreed to in court. So all so all of this is just account it's just being it's just making people accountable to do the right thing. Yeah.
0: So no, I people, think it's wonderful. Saying, people are gonna say, Oh, that Jeff J. Brown, he's been brainwashed it's so bad, it's incredible. But you know, and you know this because you're an American and you've lived in in France for a number of years. The people in the West are going, wait a minute. We have heard all about these credit scores. And if I jaywalk across the street, the camera's going to pick me up. I'm going to get negative points taken off. Uh, If I uh, get caught speeding in my automobile, I'm going to get points taken off. they have even gone so far as to write things like, Well, they know if you're an alcoholic by how much alcohol you buy or cigarettes and you can get penalized. But is that is there any bit of truth in any of that?
1: Well, if you get drunk and go out and cause a fight, a public fight, if you beat your wife or if you abuse your children, I think you should be arrested. And I think you should pay a price for that. You know, there's consequences for messing other people's lot with, you know, messing up other people's lives and creating disharmony uh, and uh, economic hardship for other people. You know, China has always been about accountability. Confucianism, going back to 500 B.C., has always been about being accountable, the leadership is a, is is accountable to the people and the people are accountable to the leadership and there's mutual trust between them in the west the, there is mutual suspicion and hatred between the people and the government they not they don't like each other they despise each other and so you and you can see and you can see the results today so the you know i don't really care if someone says i'm brainwashed i just ran around shenzhen all day and i'm going to travel up to anhui and and i'm going to go to you know i'm going to go to four or five different uh, provinces and i i I have my twitter that i'm doing i'm doing daily tweets about life in china you know at 44 underscore days you know on twitter Uh, and so you know you can actually see through the eyes of the Chinese, what's going on here by, I'm putting you know five to 10 daily tweets with photographs or videos of vignettes of what's going on here at the street level every day. I speak, read and write Chinese so I can talk to the people and read what they're reading and hear what they're hearing. Uh, Go ahead and call me brainwashed, but all I can see is the results here and China is, a generation ahead of the West. I mean, in every aspect, in every aspect, they are just leaving the West in the dust, and it's, it's 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 over. I mean, and China's got you know friends like Russia and North Korea and Iran and Venezuela and Brazil and you know BRICS and and and, and every and. and the, too bad, too, too bad for the G7, which is now no longer even relevant, and too bad for Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand, you know, North America, Canada, the United States, NATO. They, 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 they are on the wrong side of history.
0: Well, I, I agree with you on all of that. Uh, a lot of what you're telling us about life in China and freedoms and democracy and uh, is going to be hard for a lot of people in the West to believe. They just It's like everything about Russia. they they just mm-hmm. been so brainwashed they mm-hmm. cannot believe anything about Russia. We're talking about democracy. Uh, people vote here in Russia. They vote for Putin. They vote to elect all of their people in the parliament. Uh, they vote on local issues. They take it very seriously. Um, you know, to say Putin is a dictator, uh, you know he he can't even be a member of the majority party as president he has to be independent mm-hmm. and so when people say you know there's no freedoms, there's no democracy uh in in Russia, I go, wait a minute, I've seen this with my own eyes uh, and Putin is tremendously popular his eighty eightieth percentile right now is his favorability rating uh that's unprecedented I think anywhere
1: anyway. Uh, let me let me just point out that China does have direct democracy at the local level. Every three years, nine hundred thousand uh, uh, villages or neighborhoods. I, I mean, I've written about this, and it's in my it's in my trilogy books, and I've taken photographs showing the the lists of candidates. You know, you know, in a small village someplace. One. So that every three years they vote, nine hundred thousand, you know, uh, precincts vote, and those, and and two thirds of them are not members of the Communist Party, oh, wow. and yeah, two thirds of them are not even members of the Communist Party. Their photographs are the ones that, who run. Their their photographs are posted publicly. Their their personal. Uh, Mobile phone number. Everybody knows where they live. They can go talk to them whenever they want to. When was the last time an American ever got to go talk to their House of Representative or their mayor or their or their city council? Well, in China, you can just walk right in, and you can just say whatever you want as long as it's constructive. If you want to say, you know, Xi Jinping sucks, you know, they'll make a note of it. But it's you know, but, but this, it's it's it's, it's just. Well, why does he suck what is he doing that that makes him suck i mean they want to know why not just you know well he's a yeah. jerk so yeah, yeah. And, and then those representatives vote for the um, city for the city government the mayor and the city council all the city councils in a province then vote for the provincial, so it's just like indirect voting in the United States for the president, and then they vote for the provincial leadership, and then the provinces, the 34 provinces, then the leaders, the, the government leaders of all the, uh, of the provinces, then vote to put the 3,000 members in the National People's Congress, and then the National People's Congress vote to have the 300 people in the in the state council, and then it goes up to the 25 people in the Politburo, and then it goes up to the seven people uh, in the in the in the Standing Politburo, which is Xi Jinping and and six other people. So uh, that uh, again, beyond the local level, the people trust that the people that they voted for are going to make the right decisions to put the best people in office above them and it's working out great because china's just kicking ass and taking names and and it's just you know it's, it's been going great since 1949 and the people and the people get what they want the people wanted the the great the the great leap forward the people wanted the cultural revolution and the people you know wanted i don't know if they maybe i don't know if they wanted dungs you know super hardcore capitalist you know jungle capitalism but they got that and 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 they're listened to so to me here the democracy is flourishing it's consensual uh, and, uh, and and it, it, it just makes a mockery of America, of the West so-called you know pluralistic you know you know representative democracy. They're all corrupt. They're all on the take. They're all extorted. They're all bribed. They're all blackmailed. You know, the judges are all corrupt now. I mean, it's just it's just it's putrid in the West. It's just totally putrid both in France yeah, and yeah. the United States.
0: And they still believe that they have freedom and democracy as all of their freedoms have been ebbed away and yeah. their democracy it just doesn't exist in the United States and Canada mm-hmm most other places. All right, I need to ask you this, because what's in the news about China predominantly is the United States threatening China with hostile rhetoric and actions. I don't know how many fleets they have in the East China Sea, but they've been shipping weapons uh, into Taiwan and uh, Are the people aware of this? How big of an issue is it in China? On the one hand, the threat from the United States primarily, you know, you can throw in Japan, you can throw in South Korea and Australia, but primarily the United States, like everywhere. And how do the people feel about Taiwan's status right now? Do the people there? Do they just want to see the government take it back and get this over with? I mean, these are important things for a lot of people. What what can you tell us about that?
1: Well, you know, it's really funny. I, I you know, I teach I teach Chinese students online to help pay the bills, and they, they they have a number of their friends. I'm talking like high school level friends. Their high school level friends have gone like to Australia, and New Zealand, and Canada, and the United States, and and, and uh, England, you know, to, to you know to go to high school, and the, the biggest the biggest the biggest observation is how ignorant, how how dumb fuck ignorant the the, 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 the the their their classmates are, and I'm talking about like Americans and Canadians and English and Australians and New Zealanders. So Westerners, they're shocked at how uninformed, how how, how just ignorant, ignorant they are of what's going on in the world. And whereas the Chinese are very, very plugged in. I mean I was I took a ferry to Zhuhai a couple of day a couple three days ago and it was a one hour ferry ride and they just had all this stuff about Napoleon and and Russia and, and you know the, the Russian Revolution and and the American Revolution and they have they're like doing like cartoons, like little you know, like animated cartoons, history lessons, you know, about the United States and France and Russia and England and and colonialism and all that. And this is on a ferry ride. You know, you re, and, and they and they, you know, there's more, there are more books available from from the West in the library in Shenzhen than there are books from China in any library in the United States. They have even all the neoliberals and neocon books translated into Chinese for the Chinese to read, even though they're against them. So the Chinese were very, very Informed. Uh, the, your average waitress or your average taxi driver in China knows 10 times as much. So, all right. uh, we,
0: we just have a couple of minutes left. How aware are they of what is going on in the Taiwan Straits? Oh, very aware.
1: Today? Front and center, front and center. Every day in the media, in the Chinese media, I get on it. They're there. They know what the United States is doing. They know about all the the. Sh- South China Sea, the Australians, the English, the, it's not just the United States. It's half a NATO. Is has ships in the South China Sea to harass China, uh, and uh, and to push Vietnam and the Philippines to, you know, to to try to you know to try to 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 react against China. They're very aware of it. It's front and center in the media. And again, all the media here is is people owned. I mean, there's. There's no pri- very very little private media, and the people again with the official censor, you know, uh, 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 help guide what is in and what help guide what is in the media, and what should be there and what should not be there, and they they love it. They don't they don't want all this titainment from the United States, and they don't want CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and they know it's drivel. They know they know it's garbage. So what do they don't want it? And so they're very happy to have all that stuff censored. But they are they, very well informed by the, by their own media about what's going on in the world, what's going on in Russia, what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on in in Europe, what's going on in the United States, you know, they're much better informed than your average Westerner.
0: How do they feel about Taiwan's independence? The one
1: China you know. <laughs> <laughs> they will. There, there is not a Chinese person in this country that that will would not go to would not put on a uniform and pick up a gun to to, to defend Taiwan's uh, return to the motherhood of uh, the motherland. I mean that that, that, that <laughs> you ask anybody here about Taiwan, there is just no doubt about it. Taiwan has been a part of China for 5,000 freaking years. There's never been more than one China, <laughs> and mainland China, you know, is 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 the dog, and Taiwan is the is the little tail uh, that uh, the, the, that the dog wags. So they will never, if the United States gets the DPP, the Democratic People's Party, there to declare independence, they will be invaded in. In, in two hours, and that island will be overrun with a, with a million with a million Chinese, you know, soldiers, all the jets and everything. It'd be over, it'd be over, in one, it'd be over in two days. You know, I mean, if the, the United States wouldn't even know what happened before it was already done. So Taiwan will never have independence, and the, and China and the people. And the people support the government, the government listens to the people. Those are fighting words in China.